rigs for those, the the precision that's required hey, Stuart. Hey, Stuart, is crazy. You want to do it? You want to do it? <laughs> we should do it. Let's do it. I'm Let's do it. it. <laughs> but yeah, the, the precision for something like that is Let's nuts. ruin our and weekend and try and get a two-second clip. <laughs> yeah, but for real. Like, it could take a couple days to get five seconds. Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is Photolog. Should I take my glasses off? Is that glare too... Oh, you can't see my feed. So, no. It looks fine. <laughs> is your uh, light really low in your on your desk or what? Like, what? it shouldn't be... Like, you should pretty much have to do that to get it in your... Uh, I literally right. can't put my light any taller because I have a slanted ceiling. Oh, that's right. The slant is right behind you. I'm Yeah, I forgot about My that. light is maybe a fist width above my monitor. Yeah, okay. So that it's still sense. above my eye line, but I can't get any taller. And to be fair, I added little, like, cheap goosenecks on the top of my light stands oh, so that they idea. would be... Because they were, like, 12 bucks or something, and I'm like, well, now it's easier to aim, and it's even higher. If I put put the light any higher it'll hit the ceiling which actually uh, kind of renders my standing desk useless so i gotta figure that one out uh <laughs> oh we're recording hi everyone uh welcome to the photo op podcast uh i am ben lucas and this and is i am Stuart marlantis and this is the kind of thing that we talk about when we are not recording is <laughs> still photography stuff it never ends <laughs> It, it never ends all the time, people. Um, we do have a couple of fun ones coming down the pipeline, though. Uh, mm-hmm. I will start off by saying uh, we are um, on my YouTube channel. I'm going to be doing uh, Pokemon Snap Let's Play. Uh, how does a professional photographer play Pokemon Snap? If you're into that sort of thing, I think it'll be interesting. So there, there's some fun content uh, coming down. But today, um, I got a question that I, uh, a while back that I wasn't quite sure how to answer because it was just way too vague. So we're trying to make it a little more concrete and nailing it down into a actual episode today. So how long is a photo shoot? I'm going to start off by saying it's a bad question because I have no idea what kind of photo shoot you're talking about. Um, So what we're going to do today is uh, I just kind of picked like a bunch of genres that I think might come up to the type of person who listens to this podcast. And we're just going to talk about uh, what is kind of entailed in that and then give you a rough estimate time frame. Uh, That said, every shoot is different. I've done shoots that are four minutes. I've done shoots that are, you know, multiple days. So, um, take it with a grain of salt, but we're just going to talk about kind of our experiences with these different genres and give you kind of a rough estimate on what you can plan for. Um, so I'm going to start off with a bang with what I call the celebrity photography. Now you might be like, whoa, I'm, I'm just an independent photographer. I don't shoot celebrities, right? Um, you can also classify this as corporate or anyone where a time crunch is going to happen where you might have all the time in the world, but your client doesn't. So whether you're Joe McNally shooting James Brown and you have 30 seconds in the hallway or whether you are uh, me shooting a psychiatrist and you only have 10 minutes in between his two patients, um, that's kind of the first category we're going to start with. So, so, um, 
there are two different kind of um, celebrity or corporate things that I kind of do with brand um, branding. The first one is if you just need like a really simple headshot, um, I will either set it up with Henry, which I have a skull that I named Henry because Shakespeare, um, and I will put my skull on a light stand and do all my tests with that. Or if I have an assistant with me uh, that day, I will have them stand in, get everything tested well in advance. Um, and I like to have a full half an hour to an hour um, to set up before I have to work with the client in that um, instance. Um, as for getting the actual photo, I try to let have them give me a full five minutes of their time. Sometimes it doesn't take that long. Sometimes I can get it in like a minute or two. And they're like, cool, I'm happy with that. And they can move on. I can tear down and get out of their hair. Mm-hmm. But some um, there's this one guy that sticks in my memory because he walked in. Just imagine Santa Claus without a beard, okay? And he was just a very jolly, nice, wonderful fellow. And then I put the camera up to hit my face, and he just made this awful, weird grimace. And I looked at the back (laughs) of my camera. I'm like, this man is going to eat your children. You should not leave them in the same room alone with him. What the heck? And that one took a little time to kind of, like, get him to drop his guard enough that I could get a genuine, like, smile and reaction out of him. So I like to have a full five minutes. Sometimes I don't get it. Um, so I would say if you're doing that, plan for at least an hour to set up, scope out the room, get your stuff in. And you know what? Maybe it only takes you 20, 30 minutes and you're sitting on your hands. Great. I would much rather have that than my client shows up and I'm not ready for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say um, I don't really have a whole lot of experience with uh legit celebrity (laughs) photo shoots but i have done some corporate stuff um both stills and video and in my case um i would say if you're shooting a single person i generally plan on like half a day um because you need to you know you need to potentially get there you need to set up um that's going to take a while you need to tear down even though the photo itself might not take too long uh or video um, cause I've done both. So yeah, ultimately I don't think for individuals it's taken much longer than half an hour when they're actually there and shooting. Um, and sometimes even just minutes depending on their availability. But, um, I plan all in all for generally about a half day, uh, for one, assuming you're not doing a, a continual, set up yeah so i was gonna say that's actually the second kind of corporate photography where you Mm -hmm. have to do like a whole branding thing exactly um so like i did something for a mechanic where he had like one or two specific shots he wanted of like we have this tool not a lot of people have it can you please get a photo of us using that tool other than that we just have an empty website with a bunch of stock photos and we need photos of us our garage work in progress the office kind of like just fill up all of the pages of our website. So um, I like to plan a either a half day or a full day for that kind of shoot. And the thing is like, there was a time where like he actually went and just like started working on a car and I was just kind of hanging out taking photos while he worked. And every once in a while I was like, Hey, can you just slide out when you have a second so I can get you like on the dolly going under the car, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, so yeah, the first kind is you only have a couple of minutes and the second kind is you're doing like a full branding editorial. And I like to have a half day to a full day for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're shooting, if it's the type of corporate photography where you're shooting like headshots for everybody, that takes as long as you have people. <laughs> yes. 
So, yeah, I've yeah. I've uh, done it for like a dentist's office where he says, "Hey, no one is scheduled for that hour. I'm running all of my staff through." through in that hour um and you can do that and then i've also had it where all of our staff have clients and you have to get them in between the breaks so maybe i get two or three people and then like i'm sitting for 45 minutes and i'm waiting for the the next two or three people to you know come out of their office and into the conference room so it happens um i i like to try to be nice to my corporate clients for that dead time uh as long as they're not abusing it and making my life miserable i like to charge a flat fee per head versus how many hours it takes because then they feel like you're not rushing them or nickel and diming them but there you go i think we've pretty well covered celebrity corporate what i call celebrity anyway um, the opposite end of the spectrum, TFP. So TFP means time for prints or time for photos. And that is no one is paying anyone. You're just both portfolio building. Um, and it's funny because all the models I've worked with, they're like, wow, the photographers who work with me, usually I only get like 10 minutes of their time and then they're gone. And to me, I know the style that I shoot I cannot make a portfolio-worthy photo that I am happy to show the world as my most amazing piece of work in 10 minutes. <laughs> so I always like to have at least like an hour, sometimes two when I do TFP, because I really want to fine-tune and be really nitpicky and micromanage so I get the perfect photo that I'm looking for, and then the model is also happy with the shots. I should say that I don't have a whole lot of um, TFP experience when it comes to stills. Um, that being said, I have a decent amount when it comes to video. And that, uh, in my experience, unfortunately, it's a time sink. Like, it can often video be like an entire so day longer. or many, yeah. multiple days or a week or weeks sometimes. Like, video can take a just ridiculous amount of time. Um building like the 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 amount of free work that new videographers do to build a reel is immense i mean um, i've done it i'm yeah. still doing it uh how long did it take us so i bought the new problems which we mm -hmm. have mentioned several times and we did a sh if you look at uh, our facebook uh we i did a shot of the probe going across a turntable record player mm -hmm. how long did it take us to get that two second shot uh, i think at least three hours probably yeah <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna say it could have been more it felt and like we three got hours it nearly perfect on like the first take too yeah but that required just tons of setup i mean yeah that first take took hours of setting up yeah, yeah. so uh no video is a beast uh yeah. give, give be be kind to yourself and give yourself time you're like oh i've been at this so long and it's not working yeah mm -hmm. video takes a long time yep yep uh all right well let's see what other categories do you have editorial Edi editorial editorial that'd be fun um, I, I used to, so I haven't done a whole lot of editorial in, um, my working career, but when I was a college student, um, I worked for the paper, uh, and I did quite a lot of editorial you then. Did. And, um, and that editorial, I would say, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not real world work, but, um, you do, at least when I did, was there, you do get paid. It is a pretty big paper, all things considered. Um, it's pretty legit. So like there's a, there's a legit process you, involved. You and I have very different experience with editorial because you did newspaper and I did mm -hmm. magazines. 
Yeah, yeah, we've done different different sides of the print. So, <laughs> so yeah, mine mine was uh, you have this one model and these five outfits, and you mm-hmm. need to make like a double truck spread of just some nice stuff, and then we're gonna feature it, and then the and then it's going to be the person like an interview or something with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for that, again, um, at least two hours because you want like you're gonna spend all this time shooting all these concepts and outfits and different stuff and then what's gonna get published like two photos maybe three or four photos like not a whole lot of what you shot that day so um no editorial takes some time for sure editorial is in in papers it it can vary quite a bit because sometimes it's like the entire duration of an event you're you're covering an event so you're just shooting tons of stuff and like you a football pick out, game or something. Yeah, like a football game, and you you pick out a few really choice images that you go with. Um, sometimes you're just getting a headshot, which is uh, we've pretty much covered that um, for a story. And uh, oftentimes it can be totally random stuff. Like one of the things that um, I did for the paper that was particularly notable is I used drones for editorial use, which um, when I was in college basically wasn't a thing. I was one of the first people. Um, and one of the only people in the college uh, news sphere that was using drones for editorial. Uh, and that could be, you know, could be going out somewhere and, and shooting with the drone, or it could be just in the, in the uh, area around the school or on, on the campus um, shooting some particular building or, or even I've did uh, drone editorial event coverage as well, very carefully, but it was a thing. So uh, it can it can really depend. Um, oftentimes, you have photographers on a newspaper staff that uh, specialize in in particular areas, and they go out and they do the same thing all the time. Um, but sometimes, like in my case, I was kind of a generalist. I just kind of bounced around where everything where anything was. Like needed. they have one guy who shoots football, and then they have someone yeah. else who goes and shoots like the professors doing exactly. interviews. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, there can be quite a variance. Um, I, I would say generally it was never under at least a couple hours um, for even the most simple stu- uh, shoot. But, uh, yeah, it, it was um, I, I really enjoyed it. I think editorial is really fun and kind of underrated. That being said, unfortunately, with how newspapers are going nowadays, um, you see less and less good editorial photography. There's not a lot of of money and effort and time being put into it. And now people are pretty happy to just do cell phone photos that the writer just takes. So it's unfortunately a dying art on on the flip side of it though. One thing Mm -hmm. that I will say, uh, and this is something that I learned from Lindsay Adler, who is a fashion photographer. So uh, she gets paid almost nothing for her editorial work. She is a world famous top notch, like instructor, you know, the name you Google it. She's the first one who comes up. She sells courses. She does all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. like it or hate it. She's a big deal. Um, but yeah, uh, she's like at most I'll get paid like maybe one, two, three hundred dollars if I'm lucky for like a whole day editorial. It's like nothing. That's less than what I charge for an hour. That's mm-hmm. insane. Um, but the thing is she loves doing editorial because her, um, basically her criteria for taking on an editorial job is I will shoot it my way. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm doing this. And they're like, cool, you're Lindsay Adler, knock yourself out. So she gets creative freedom over an editorial that she might not have over like a client paid shoot, but mm-hmm. then people will see her editorials and hire her. 
for client page shoots. So they yeah. make her money through the exposure. I, I hate the work for exposure thing, but that's but her creative sort of outlet. Exposure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, editorial is really yeah. fun because you're, you're telling a story. Um, yeah. You get to tell the story and in general, you get to tell it how you want to tell it. I mean, there's certain kind of beats that you need to hit, but um, it really is a space to be, uh, to be very, uh, you know, potentially very artistic um, and really kind of flex so, your own vision. Yeah. Um, which is I, I was gonna say flex too you know yeah there you, you go sometimes you don't have a lot of opportunity for that when i'm yep. doing a headshot there's not a lot of flexing going on it's a pretty mm-hmm. simple setup <laughs> yeah um let's see you were talking about like a drone stuff so yes. let's talk about like landscape so uh, landscape boy <laughs> i i feel like there's two different ways to do this way number one is like mm-hmm. give yourself at least two to three hours and way number two is give yourself like multiple days yeah i was gonna say or two to three days <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah this depends hugely on what you're shooting and how you're shooting it um if you want to do the you know really hardcore uh you know be there at like three o'clock in the morning to get some particular light that shines through some rock at some particular angle. Um, I mean, you just have to be there. And oftentimes that's an expedition. Like you're planning, you know, you're planning months in advance. You're going there at a specific time. You bring, you know, you camp on site. Um, you, you get all of this stuff just for one shot so it's at this yeah. huge expense both in time and in equipment because it's often not just photography equipment and uh yeah you get like one photo out of it so, so um yeah, yeah. when <laughs> when uh i went to yellowstone this summer um we went up the sun road mm-hmm. is that wait is that yellowstone or is that uh Mon- montana glacier national park or sun road uh offhand, that's glacier that's sure. glacier uh, i bad. don't think it's yellowstone yeah mm-hmm. i i hit up both I took many a photo. I am not a good landscape photographer. I do not remember these things. <laughs> so, uh, no, we we go up the sun road, and um, basically day number one was just garbage. There was no sunset. We had beautiful, perfect blue skies, but, like, it was a little bit hazy because of, like, wildfire fog. So the sun was just kind of, like, a yellow thing in the sky. Mm-hmm. And then it just got dark. We didn't get any cool clouds. We didn't get any cool colors. There were no interesting reflections or lights or, like, the god rays that you get if it were, like, mist. Mm-hmm. None of that. It just went, whoop. And I'm like, oh, wow, that was super disappointing. Let's come back tomorrow. <laughs> and we did, and it turned out amazing. Um, so that's just one of those things of, like, you if you really want it, you just have to keep going back. Yep, yep. Yeah, you have to just put in the time. It's... Uh... Uh, over this whole list it might be like the single most time intensive per like finished photo of any photo shoot you can do um similarly uh this isn't elsewhere on this list but i will mention um wildlife photography is often the same way like you are embedding into a you know sometimes a literal jungle and you're you've got you have to have blinds you have to have really expensive lenses that you had to pack in and hike in for like 10 miles um and oftentimes the animal doesn't even show up um now i can't say this too much from experience uh i am not lucky enough to have done uh, wildlife photography for money before but um i have done a lot of of research on the topic and i have a lot of interest in the uh, in wildlife photography and that's what it takes like the best wildlife photographers and the best landscape photographers i feel like it's just a matter of putting yourself in the situation 
where maybe something cool will happen, but at least nine nine times out of ten, it doesn't happen, and you have to just keep reattempting. Um, yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> I, I tried shooting some landscape on that trip, but like, or some wildlife, I mean, mm-hmm. but like, we saw some goats. That was about it. That's all I got. Yeah, it requires immense patience and time just to get anything good. I mean, the, the reason why. Um, stuff like planet earth comes out once a decade is because it takes a decade to get you know a (laughs) few hours worth of good footage and that's like thousands of people working over the entire globe like this kind of stuff is just a time sink it's amazing when you pull it off but it's a time sink um okay so let's talk real estate so there are two different kinds of real estate there is cheap real estate and expensive real estate and so, cheap real estate doesn't exist in the Seattle area. Thanks a lot. Uh, uh, you might <laughs> think when it comes to money, it might not exist. But when it comes to photography, oh, there's nothing but cheap real estate. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Because the market is so hot, they mm-hmm. don't need good photos for it to sell. <laughs> they hardly so, even need photos. So People cheap, buy sight unseen. So That's cheap, the next step. Cheap real estate. <laughs> Don't give yourself more than 20 to 30 minutes per house. You just walk through each room, assuming it's already been staged. You mm-hmm. just aim the flash, like, behind you or bounce it off the ceiling or something. Kind of, like, tone it down to, like, meet with the ambience of the room. You just walk through your room, the house with your wide-angle lens, 20, 30 minutes. Get your paycheck. Move on to the next house. Mm-hmm. So, one way to do it is you can make some good money by doing, like, 10 to 20 houses a day. It just, there you go. Yeah. Or what you can do is uh, the type of, like, F-Stoppers, I know, has a really good um, tutorial on real estate photography where they go into, like, Beverly Hills mansions. And he's like, here's how you uh, use your flash to light up this one, like, alcove sconce. And then here's how you composite it into the main room image. That one, you're looking at, like, a full day minimum, if not two days, uh, depending on the size of the house. So, um, yeah, real estate photography, uh, either just, like, Go as fast as you can because your DSLR is better than the real estate uh, photographer's uh, or the real estate agent's cell phone or like take the full day and take your time. And like if it's a million, ten million dollar mansion, like you better make it look look nice. But no, Mm -hmm. the market right now is so stupid. Like don't waste your time. Nice photos just as quick as you can. Half an hour tops. And, And really like in my experience with this uh the the good real estate photography is a lot in just the setup like does the house look nice does it get good light staged like was it staged Mm -hmm. then it'll probably look good even if it's a if it's a quick snap um side note i see so much bad over hdr in real estate please tone it down real estate photographers please tone down the hdr i'd like to see what the house actually looks like not do the realistic the setting version. if you're gonna yes. hdr because there's a window <laughs> i want to know what's mm-hmm. out the window i want to know if i'm looking yeah. at a neighbor's fence or if i'm looking at an oceanfront mm-hmm. view so hdr yes but put it on the realistic setting so i can see what it actually looks like don't crank those siders because mm-hmm. you think it looks cool stop it in theory stop i'm buying it. a house not a painting i mean i'm not buying a house but somebody buying a house is buying a house, not a painting. <laughs> As a person who just got a house, oh my god, the photos, actually the photos on this house, not bad, not bad. The garage looked haunted, but <laughs> that was just because there was absolutely no light in there, yeah. and there were, like, cables just dangling awkwardly from the ceiling in the middle of the room. But All in the stage. It looks nice now. It looks nice now. Uh, <laughs> my, FYI, to any clients listening, my studio is not haunted. 
We have done our <laughs> our smudging and exorcism, and we're good to go. Okay. Uh, product photography. Speaking of staging, product photography. Oh, dear Lord. Um, product photography. Uh, okay, so product photography, uh, there are two different... Uh, two different things, okay? Um, when I worked at Amazon, we uh, put a bottle on a tray. The photographer took a photo. Sometimes it required a second uh, photo because, like, the nozzle, they had a, it needed to be, like, a specific direction, but when they screwed it down tight, it didn't line up with, like, the label. So they would take the first photo and then turn it, take the second photo. But mm. that's it. You clean the product, you stage it, you put it on the white, you click, and you move on. It's literally like 30 seconds. Yeah, if you're just doing on white, then it, yep. yeah. So so <laughs> it's, it's that, is, that is assuming that you're doing volume mm-hmm. and you're already set up. So to set that up might take an hour or two. If you're shooting for a client where they only have like 20 products, you don't already have an on white set up set up like in your living room or your studio or whatever Mm -hmm. um so that might take an hour or so for you to set up and then 30 seconds per thing um yeah amazon they were doing this all day every day so the photographer just walks in and every minute they're cranking out a new thing and then i had two minutes to retouch it and make it look i i had two minutes to make this ten dollar bottle of perfume look like the thousand dollars it sells for on amazon (laughs) (laughs) um but then the second type of photography was um like uh, what's a good example leatherman i did a bunch of work for leatherman and they make great knives but when they send it to us for photography they send us prototypes that look like absolute (laughs) whoops i shouldn't say that they send Uh... us prototypes that are in less than (laughs) ideal condition because they still have machining marks and Mm -hmm. the logo has a typo on it and all kinds of crazy stuff and uh, that one, roughly, like, four hours, I think, per hero shot. So mm. when I say hero shot, it's, like, the main image one that you see on the e-commerce site. Um, obviously, it's not going to take four hours to be like, hey, can you open up and show that this blade actually has, like, a spring in the scissors or something? Like, that's not going to take you that long. You just take it. Um, yeah. But no, there's there's a lot that goes into product photography, making sure all of the reflections are perfect in the angle and sometimes like depth of field. And there's just a lot of considerations uh, that go into it rather than the just like volume of like we have this one expensive thing we're going to sell many, many times. It needs to look amazing and immaculate, which is the type of product photography I prefer. Uh, give yourself roughly like at two to four hours per per hero shot but of course it's based on like this stuff is all so hard to do because it's totally Mm -hmm. based on uh their budget so i remember there was a guy who did like vaping products and he's like hey i just need some photos for my e-commerce store i'm like well here are the extremes you have leatherman doing four hours per photo and you have amazon doing a minute per photo what is your budget and I will make it as nice as I can kind of in that time limit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to meet people halfway, but those are kind of the extremes I feel on that yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, and, and for, for hero shots, you know, it's, it's not just the 
product. It's like it has to be in an environment. Like there have to be relevant objects around it potentially, or or as companions. Like to a it. model actually um, cutting something with the yeah, knife is somebody is actually so hard. That'll, that'll take a long time. Um, yeah, yeah. There's there's all sorts of stuff that go into like really true hero product shot so sometimes like it could be you know it could be a day for a for a, for a hero shot yeah. like potentially if it requires that kind of setup how so, expensive is the thing and how many are you selling exactly. like that is that there's is a the, huge range yeah there's a huge range side note um, leathermans are awesome i always carry one Oh, they are amazing. No, I'm just saying that the prototypes we get <laughs> yeah. are straight from the factory and they still have like machine tool scratch marks. They are not finished uh floor floor model knives that we get for photography unfortunately. Um Yeah. I'm not sponsored. I just like Leatherman. I mean, I guess Ben was sponsored. I'm not sponsored by Leatherman. I just like Hashtag not sponsored. Uh, I was working for a third-party company. I was not hired by Leatherman directly, but I did, a, like, I did basically the entirety of their website for, like, an 18-month period of time. Mm-hmm. And slowly that stuff is getting rotated out. Um, so I have a bunch of it on, like, my Behance, but, like, when people ask me, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, go to their website. I did all their stuff for a year and a half. It's that level of quality but i don't know if the actual knives i did are still there like that's that's what i got um okay so kind of a sub genre of product photography food photography yes so uh i've done a little bit of food photography um there was one that i did where there was this uh chef that was making like pre-packaged salads and so um we did a like salad kind of bowl toss thing um to make it look like it was all crispy and wonderful and immaculate and i think that took like two hours or so to get um but uh the other kind of food photography that i've done is actually taco time uh, if you walk into a taco time and you look at all of the on-white photos on their menu, the sky. I didn't know you did the taco time menus. <laughs> I, I did a lot of taco. I did. I did a lot of taco time menus. The the thing is, a lot of the stuff that I did was actually for the um, like uh, corporate takeout catering menu. Mm. Um, Shout yeah. out to Taco Time. Yeah, this is Taco I did. Time Northwest, right? There are more than one. There I want to are. say this is Taco there, Time Northwest. Uh, yeah, there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm in Seattle, so it was like a local Taco Time. Yeah. It wasn't like corporate worldwide or anything. Uh, no, I did a bunch of stuff for Taco Time. Um, Good deal. So what happens uh, for that one is it's kind of the same thing on for Leatherman, where it's two to four hours per shot. Because what happens is you have the art director and the chef, the actual like. Uh, you have the chef actually making it, and then you have a food stylist. So the minimum of those three people are hovering over your shoulder. <laughs> um, and then there's the photographer, um, and then uh, probably, like, photographer's assistant, and then usually photographers don't even do their own retouching for jobs like that because people are retouching it while the photographer's shooting more stuff, and then the art director can go look at the retoucher screen and be like, mm, those tomatoes need to just look a little bit more red. Can you make the meat just look a little w- more wet? Like, these are mm-hmm. these are some of the instructions I've received <laughs> before. <laughs> Um, so, so for that, how it works is, uh, they actually do two versions of everyone. So real quick and dirty, they make you, uh, let's just say a taco, right? Mm -hmm. So they make you a taco, you plop it down on set and then the photographer and the stylist and the, um, and the assistants just kind of work with that taco. 
and they figure everything out. They figure out how they're going to do their lighting and reflectors and, you know, stances and if anything's going to be kind of sprinkled about. And they figure all of that out. And then once that's all figured out, they, like, by this time, the cheese doesn't look, like, fresh and melted. It's, like, starting to congeal. And the lettuce is getting, like, a little bit wilty under the lights. And, like, the meat is kind of, like, oh, and it's getting, like, a little gray. So they wipe that away, and then they make a brand new one. They plop it down on set, and <laughs> boom, done. Food is hard. So, I have I have shot yeah, like um, four, I have, four I have hours shot or ice so. cream um, and uh, like drinks, milkshakes, coffee stuff. Boy, does that look bad! Like almost instantaneously. I mean, like it. A shooting ice cream in a cone like is ridiculous. It, it, you have like literally ten seconds before something falls in or the, the sauce looks days, bad. Or when all of the lights yeah. were these like halogen and incandescent and like hot lights, mm-hmm. they shot all of that with like mashed potatoes and yeah, stuff. Exactly. Uh, because it exactly. just looked bad instantly. So nowadays they actually do the photos with real ice cream, but they do it in the method I talked about, where maybe they will have a stand in of like, here's my fake ice cream that to represent that thing while I get everything set up and do what mm-hmm. the art director wants. And now we're going to plop in the hero shot, get our one frame before it melts to hell. Yep. And then we're done. Um, so no plan at least two to four hours for a proper food shoot. Um, because the other thing too, is like, you'll get it all set up and then you're like, great, make one. And now it's going to take them 20 minutes to like make that burger patty absolutely perfect and squared. And like, they're meticulous and they take their time and, uh, it's, it's worth it. So side note, food video is like a million hours for, I have never (laughs) tried food video, but now that I have a probe lens, I kind of want to, I've done a little tiny bit. Um, but I also have just looked into food video, um, production in general. Uh, and it's, it's nuts. Like there are some of the most meticulous motion tracked, crazy rigs to do, two seconds or like you, you, the famous yeah. one that a lot of people have seen is the burger drop. usually you know a burger drop or um you know stuff pouring like there's all sorts of different things where it's something's coming together in the frame and the rigs for those the the precision that's required hey, Stuart. Hey, Stuart, is crazy you want to do it you want to do it <laughs> we should do it let's do it let's do it, it. <laughs> but yeah, the, the precision for something like that is let's nuts. ruin our weekend and, and try and get a two second clip. <laughs> yeah, but for real, like it could take a couple days to get five seconds, yeah. if that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, there was there was actually one burger shot that I did for uh, Seattle Met Magazine where they were doing an article on the best burgers in Seattle. Um, and, uh, the shot was a deconstructed burger where every single ingredient was maybe an inch away from each other. So we had some like mustard and ketchup squirts and pickles floating just off the lettuce floating just off the burger. And that one of like, we had this big rig and all of these little, like, basically like skewers and and Mm -hmm. clips and everything to kind of hold this rig together. And I think that was like a two day shoot. Yeah, I believe it. It was fun though. I I wish I would have gotten a tear sheet of that cover, but uh, I was an assistant slash retoucher on that one. I wasn't the lead photographer, so I didn't get the tear sheet. Anyway, yeah. next time. Next time. Um. All right. I th- I think we've covered that pretty well and good. Mm-hmm. We can, we can start wrapping this up. There are just a couple more that uh, I know I get questions about. Uh, weddings. Um. Generally, when someone hires you for a wedding, they want you to be there when it starts. 
and leave when it ends. But there are people that are cheap. And when I say cheap, I don't mean that as a judgment call, kind of. But they are going to try to, obviously, uh, weddings are expensive. And they're going to try and optimize and be like, you know what? We don't really need you for part A or part Z. Can we just get this chunk? So if you are a wedding photographer, here is what I'm going to tell you to advise your clients. Now, obviously, this advice does not count if they're doing like an elopement and have like 15, 20 guests, right? Which COVID done a couple of those. Um, but if they're doing, if COVID time's over, you're doing a full 200 person wedding and they want all those getting ready shots with the details and the shoes and the necklace and they want that end of night sparkler shot, no less than eight hours. Just. Mm -hmm. Boom. There it is. Uh, the reason why I say that is uh, every wedding where they tried to go with my three-hour package and just add on hours, and they normally get up to about six or so, it is really tight, really scrambled. They always go over. It's super stressful to try and like cram all the stuff they want in so I can leave at their six-hour mark so they don't have to like pay for hour seven. Um, yeah, no, it's rough. So if you're a wedding photographer, absolutely offer the elopement package. Offer the, hey, you only need a courthouse wedding. Hey, you only want a fashion shoot and your family and friends and like that kind of thing. Offer that. But for someone who's doing a, I want a full A to Z, please advise your clients no less than eight hours. And then I always tell people if you're, um, if you're ethnic or uh, um, Catholic, then add another two. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah. I, I um I have kind of avoided um weddings in general. I've assisted on a few. I have shot one myself. Um, yeah, pretty much. Like, how long is the wedding? Add on an hour or two on top of that. Um, and yeah, eight hours very reasonable um, yeah. from my perspective. But uh, yeah. So so obviously, if someone's hiring you for a wedding, take whatever you know they're gonna give you and do your best. But mm -hmm. if you have the chance to advise them and they will heed your advice, eight hours or you are doing them a grand disservice, and the day is going to be stressful and they're going to miss stuff. That the other thing too is I've had mo like everyone in a friends group hires me. Okay, person A and B get a full day package person c says i only want six hours and then person c looks at the photos from person a and b and goes dang it i wish i would have gone the, for the full day i can't believe i missed and because they're seeing all the stuff they missed that their friends are posting so um yeah no that's that's there you go boom there's the answer um all right cu couple more here so let's see uh family photos very yep. straightforward classic, classic. And this is whether it is like, uh, and, and when I say family photos, whether it's, uh, like kids, senior pictures, couple portraits, engagement portraits, Christmas card, an hour, you can mm -hmm. do, you can do it 20 minutes if you're doing like a mini session. Uh, but just, I just say it's an hour and yeah, sometimes not particularly complicated from a mechanical perspective. No. No, uh, that, that just gives you enough time and variety. If you go with anything shorter than that, the problem is, generally speaking, they are hiring you and then you are going to sell them stuff after. If you do any less than an hour, you won't have enough variety to sell them. You are cutting off your own legs um, 
if you do less than an hour. Any more than an hour is gratuitous. You're wasting your own time. They're getting tired. The kids are melting down. The couples is starting to squabble. They don't want to kiss anymore. Like, no. Mm -hmm. cap it so sometimes it's like 45 minutes sometimes it's like an hour and a half because you're just all having fun and you want to keep shooting cool uh but like an hour an hour ish that covers it uh is there anything we didn't talk about there is one thing we didn't talk about and that is not wildlife photography but pet (laughs) photography still animals (laughs) uh you know what let's save that for next time dun, 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 dun. this is where we plug our next episode <laughs> next time on the podcast uh we're gonna talk everything about pet photography how spot or fido uh or whiskers how do you get an amazing photo of them uh coming up next if you have questions or ideas for future episodes you can email us at hello at photo dash op Dot show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at Nom Creative. As in Om Nom Nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Because it's free.